And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Welcome to Slack Week. Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly. It's that week between Christmas and New Year's where uh, we just take a collective yawn. Yeah. You with me, Mr. Kelly? I heard that. We're, so, Facebook, we're Facebooking live, too, right Facebooking. now with Godwin's new gadget that he got from Yeah, uh, it's a selfie Santa. stick. Yeah, it sure and, is. And uh, my son, Casey, got this for me. Yeah. And uh, so now I can, like, do this. I can go like that. I can go all Oof. which. Oh, yeah, you're getting dizzy, aren't you? Yep. So, uh, do you have a Merry Christmas, Mr. Willis? More or less, yeah. Yeah, more or less. A little bit of issues. Got the, got dog issues. Got a dog that's a golden retriever who's, uh, I think, has a little uh, uh, holiday depression going on. I think there was just too much hubbub going on in the house, and he kind of went to a corner and wouldn't come out. Yeah. To his neutral, his neutered corner. Oh, that's... So that's what I but, do for Christmas. Yes, but he, uh, but he's uh, showing signs uh, last night and again today, showing signs of coming back to his old self. So holiday blues. Plus, he had a birthday, so I think that kind of uh, upset him a little bit. But I think he's uh, he's rounding back into form, and uh, we we will. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh gosh, decompress. We'll, we'll decompress from uh, from with all that a little bit later on. We're, we've got to talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Music City. We're going to talk about about John Henry's Hammer, and uh, we got the birthday game. Oh, we got Vegas odds already from uh, the Vegas Insider on oh. uh, 2019 championship odds. We'll take a look at that and see where uh, your favorite driver stacks up in, on the odds board. And um, I think there's something else, but Lord. Well, Did I tell you we're yawning? Well, right let's, now? Get, so, let's get into let's it. Get that. Let's take a quick little pause, and then we'll come right back and get into it. All right. All right. So here's your turn. You just hold it. Oh, I didn't hurt something off. Hit that no. button right there. No, that's good. You're good. All right. And we're back. That's Scott. Hey. We're back. Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly, uh, Motor Mouse, Daytona Motor Mouse. Um, since we last talked, God, I can't remember when the two of us were in the pod together. Were it's we been a while. Week? Or no? It's no, been a few, I was off. Three weeks. I was off last you week. You were off. I was off. A um, couple of things, interesting things happened, noteworthy wise, in an otherwise slow off season. Um, a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, you talked to Steve Phelps, the new president of NASCAR. Yeah. And he suggested to you what he, I think, has kind of hinted at earlier, um, toward the end of the season, is that everything's on the table. Right. Forward. Uh, big picture, small small picture, big picture. Uh, everything's on the table and uh, and scheduling everything. Right. And w- among those things is uh, we learned shortly thereafter is we may have more racing in Nashville. What, Nashville is one of the the fair the old fairgrounds track at Nashville is one of those places that's been around since uh, Ben Hur was turning yeah, laps. It's a, the, yeah, it's, it's an oldie. That's for sure. <laughs> I think I mean Cuckoo Marlin's dad. I think ran there yeah. for God's sake. So, um, <clears throat> hello. Yeah, you got something going on with your selfie stick here. So yeah, that's uh, my uh, somebody's in my backyard. Oh, my, really? Oh, yeah, cool. my monitor cool. just went off. A ring monitor. Yeah. Who is that man? Uh, so, what do you think? I mean, 
they raced at Nashville Fairgrounds for a long time. Then they quit, and then they started racing. They built a track about 30 miles outside of Nashville, and they ran trucks and bush races. Right. Then in 2011, they stopped doing that. Now the thing, I think, is grassing over. I'm not sure what's going on there now. Um, But the Fairgrounds track is pretty much in the city of Nashville. Right. And uh, so they're talking about uh, the folks at Charlotte, Bruton Smith's group, is now getting involved with the Nashville Fairgrounds group and the the operators of that track and looking at seeing what they can do facility-wise to get it up to snuff and maybe have NASCAR come back there. <sighs> what do you think? <laughs> I think it's funny because Bill Jr. Uh, in the early 80s, <clears throat> sorry, he uh, he said, he said uh, before, you know, in the old days, they would release the schedule a lot later in, you know, in right. the season than they do now. So he made the announcement as they released this before they released the schedule. They said they were taking Nashville off the Cup Series uh, circuit because it didn't meet stand, the standard right. of the day. Needed to have enough seats. Needed to have uh, certain facilities. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have enough bathrooms. <laughs> it was the walls weren't good. You know, right. and so <laughs> so here we are. You know, thirty years later, and I don't think you know they've done a whole lot of work to that place since bill france jr took it off the circuit and so what i'm reading here in between the lines yeah between the lines we should do a segment called between the lines is that uh if speedway motorsports puts enough improvements into the facility like there's got to be some kind of plan to like add well they got to have all the safety features they got to have the safety features they've got to add grandstands i mean there's a lot of money involved. i think i saw there's 13,000 seats i think so yeah now you don't have uh, you know today's climate you don't need a ton of seats no but you need more than 13,000 and you got to have suites also right you got to entertain the uh the uh muckety mucks from uh corporate oh absolutely you got to have muckety mucks So, um, so anyway, but it's intriguing because, uh, short tracks and road courses are like six tenths of a mile, I think. Yeah. So, short tracks and road courses are in vogue right now. Yeah. That's what people want. So, uh, obviously, Charlotte responded, uh, to that, Mm. that need with with the Roble. And now they're like, okay, well, what can we do to get another short track? And so it's a kind of a three-party deal because somebody – well, it's a four-party deal because somebody leases that property from the city or the county. Right. And then Speedway Motorsports wants to come in and partner with that person, and then NASCAR would have to come in and sanction a race. So is TV is TV the fourth part? <laughs> well, there would be that. That's only the outer layers of yeah, the right, onion. Right, right. So yeah. anyway, right. uh, it would be intriguing, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think Sterling still races there. Like he, a, uh, he was as of this summer. Yeah, yeah, still so, going out there on the weekends. Let me have my right, stick so back. You can have your stick it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, they would have to they would have to do some things, but it, this is all part of. In the end, I don't know if it's going to make a big difference or if it's going to if it's going to be a huge deal. But it's one of them things where the old timers say, "You took away this track, you took away that track, throw us a bone," you know. To yeah. pre- 
you know, do something that we want. And I think if they went back to a Nashville, I think that would go a long way toward placating a lot of hurt feelings that had never that never recovered from the loss of Rockingham, uh, the loss of one of the Darlington races, the loss of North Wilkesboro. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and those those things. I think taking a going back to one of the old uh, racing, you know, weekend racing shrines of the Deep South, you know, Nashville. I think that would go at least. Uh, you know, from a, from a marketing standpoint and from a cosmetic standpoint, it looks like it looks like, hey, we're going back to our roots. We're trying to do right. this. We're trying to do that. Exactly. But I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing immediately will be what happens uh, in terms of all marketing aspects. Will come down to what the racing is like next year once they leave Daytona and and they go to these uh, intermediate tracks and they they got the do you know plate racing. Right. Although without plates, and if that tightens up the field and leads to a lot of two and three wide finishes, I think that's going to go a lot farther for the product than just a return to Nashville or anywhere else that they might uh, might call home for a weekend. Look at you raising it up in the air. Yeah, I want. I'm yeah. showing it off. Showing off that selfie stick. <laughs> but it's not a selfie stick if you're not taking a selfie, right? Well, so it's a it's, stick. It's a reverse selfie stick. A, how about a double reverse selfie yeah. stick? Would that be a selfie stick? All right. Well, say goodbye to our uh, Facebook. Yeah, live we got to get on with this podcast and quit Facebook. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> anyway, go to DaytonaMotorMiles.com or NewsJournalOnline.com. And uh, see what else Willis comes up with. Oh my God, there's so much. We didn't even scratch the surface of no, all the news. Scratching now. All right, see all right. ya. Uh, what do you know about John Henry? I know very little about John Henry. Yep. He, uh, he, you know, he's been involved. He, he investment banker. Uh, made his made his money as an investment banker, but was always a had a, was always a sports fan too. Was interested in sports dabbled in a few different things uh but he made his big splash oh 15 years ago or 16 18 years ago when he bought the boston red sox and um he also along the way bought the liverpool franchise and the english premier soccer league uh formed uh his group is called fenway fenway uh sports group and being based on fenway park where the red sox play it was 11 or 12 years ago just sort of surprisingly nobody saw this coming he bought half interest in roush racing and that became roush fenway racing and so he's he's got a he's you know got a bent for uh for athletics and has included auto racing in that now they're talking about him possibly uh being the guy who comes in and takes a partial i don't know how partial ownership in NASCAR, which means he would partner with the Fran- existing France family, who owns all the shares of NASCAR, and uh, and this happened. That rumor came out shortly after we heard that uh, the family was looking to buy up, buy back all shares of International Speedway Corp stock, so that they would then take that the Speedway owning arm, they would take that private. So now it seems to me that if you're we're going to read between the lines again. You ready? Yeah, I'm You're ready. Read between the lines. Reading again. between the lines. And John Henry might have said, "You know what? I'm interested, and I'm interested in a big way, but not if we don't have control of the of the tracks." Right. Yeah. We got to we got to have we got to take control of all this, and uh, we can't have it being publicly traded. We got to be able to uh, take that private and then talk to me. 
All so right. maybe that that's maybe I'm uh, reading something that's not there. Well, that's you, just, you know, that, my, and maybe that's just too obvious. You know what my gut says? Oh, I bet <laughs> speaks loudly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Pavarotti. I, I think uh, the John Henry story is a kind of a smokescreen thing. Really? I think he I think he may have made an off the cuff remark yeah. like you know oh I'd like to get a piece of that or yeah. you know whatever. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Piece of NASCAR. Oh, gotcha. All right. Okay. Clean up your act, mister. Um, I think what's going to happen is um, that NASCAR's going to buy a C. They're going to get that all buttoned up, get that all squared away. Yep. And then they're going to bring in a super duper media company. Ah. And my guess is Comcast. Comcast seems to have a lot of cash right now. Yep. And they're buying up stuff. They yeah. want to be involved in stuff. They went overboard with their NASCAR. Have you checked with them lately with what happened to the market last week? <laughs> they might want to check their bottom line again. Yeah, well, you know. Somebody's making money. Somebody's making money, and the market, uh, as you know, fluctuates. Does it ever. Yeah. yeah. So uh, right now we're in a, a, a dip. Yep. Uh, we're in correction territory. Oh, welcome to Market Watch with yeah. Goblin Kelly and uh, Maria Bartiromo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, it was, I don't think that's a factor. In this. Yeah, okay. I just want to throw it out there, you know. Yeah. So we're on the record. You know what else I want to throw out there? What that? A quick break. We'll All be right. right back. And yeah, we're back with you. Get that big time auto racing. Goblin Kelly sitting across from me. I'm Ken Willis. Uh, you know what you'll get uh, is odds makers sometimes weighing in, and it's uh, we haven't even officially turned the calendar on 2018 yet. We haven't, but um, no, and uh, and Vegas Insider has collected all the uh, requisite odds heading into next year. And of course, that's their business. They'll take uh, you know they'll they'll put odds on two old men sitting on a bench, which one's going to get up first, which one's going to fall asleep. So it stands to reason that they would have odds out there already for the 2019 Cup Series Championship. Uh, you, I've got two co-favorites. Co meaning two. Right. Vegas Insider has two co-favorites, and I bet you can name them. Well, I haven't seen the odds. Well, I'm banking on that, but I still have faith that you, if you had seen them, I would be pretty damn sure you could name them. You have it, and I still think you're going to name the two co-favorites. The two co-favorites to win the 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Championship. (laughs) Oof. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I would say one would be Kevin Harvick. Ding, ding, ding. And I would say the other would be Kyle Busch. You got it. I knew you'd do it. I knew you'd do it. Now it gets a little trickier. Uh Third, who's who's third? Uh, oh, by the way, those two are nine to two, which is the same as four and a half to one, where I do where I do my math. Yeah. Uh, so uh, at six to one is the third favorite in the house at the betting windows. All right. Uh, so, this one you're going to have trouble. Logano? Nope. Uh, nope. Chase Elliott. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> nope. You're going to get it right here. Uh, you're going to get it right here. Let's see. Well, it's not Truex. Yes, it is. Is it? Really? Yeah, I thought for sure you'd go there. No. Yeah, he is Truex, and uh, Chase and Kyle Larson are next at seven to one, and then you got your Keselowski, Logano, Ryan Blaney at ten to one. 
blah, blah, blah. Eric Jones is up there in the top 10 in the odds. I kind of like that, 15 to 1. Uh, not a lot, of, not a ton of love for Denny Hamlin and Kurt Busch, both at 25 to 1. Wow. But a hell of a lot better odds than you're going to get for Matt Benedetto. He's down at the bottom of the list. You know, if you bet $1 on Matt Benedetto to win the 2019 Cup Championship, you know how much money you'll get in return if he wins? Dollar fifty? No, no, no. He's we're talking steep odds. You know, Matt the Benedetto's odds. We if you bet one dollar, who's steep odds? <laughs> Steve Jobs. Uh, <laughs> if you bet one dollar on Matt the Benedetto to win the championship, if he was to win it, you would receive two thousand dollars in return. Wow! Yes, you would get the same odds for Chris Busher and Bubba Wallace. Oh, I wish Zach. I wish Zach was here. Ryan Newman's at three hundred to one. Uh, <laughs> wow, it's amazing! What used to be, yeah. Uh, defending Daytona five hundred champ Austin Dillon sixty to one. What about uh, Jimmy Johnson? I was just about to say. You see this? This is where it broke off. This is where it broke off. Uh, this is where I then get you go to page two. And at the top of page two is where you find Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. I told you Denny Hamlin, Kurt Bush, 25 to 1, yeah, as is right. Eric Amarola. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson, 30 to 1. Wow. Seven time champ, one bad year. And boy, he takes a tumble. Uh, he's, he's one slot on the Vegas odds board, one slot above Daniel Suarez, who's at 40 to 1. <coughs> we still don't have an official home for Daniel Suarez yet. Oh, God. Or yeah, Dan, that's right. Danny. Officially. Yeah. So, anyway, if all right, let's look at this list from Jimmy Johnson, thirty to one, down to those three guys at two thousand to one. If you had to put, let's say, a hundred bucks, something that might smart a little bit, if you lost it, a hundred bucks on one of them guys. Now you got to consider the odds because what you might win. Where would you put your hundred dollars? Well, you'd have to go with Johnson. Yeah, I mean, even uh, at thirty to one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking I don't, you're getting three grand back. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. see anything else here. Yeah. Let me look. I never did before. <laughs> you? But I, I like to win. I like to win. I, I don't want to just uh, take the thirty-one for thirty-one. Blah blah blah. Da 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 da. Dylan, no. Byron. Here we go. I would put my, I would put my hundred bucks on William Byron because of Chad Canals, the Chad Canals factor. I like Byron at sixty to one, so I can get six grand back. Right. 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, <laughs> don't so, tell don't tell Billy. So uh, how about splitting that 100 and putting 50 on Jimmy and 50 on Billy the kid? Uh, you you know, if that's what you wanted to do. Well, you know. You do that. Yeah. Spread it around a little bit. Yeah. Well, here's the news. We're not going to Vegas. But I guess we could probably do that online now, can't we? I don't uh, know how it's going. The new gambling rules are all confusing to me. I, I just don't, don't know understand what to, it. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, Darlington announced that uh, I guess they're just you know they're just chronologic chronologically creeping up the uh, history boards. I guess next September, next Labor Day weekend at Darlington Throwback Weekend is going to focus on the early '90s, right? And um, I was thinking of some uh, cars I would like to see. Uh, I think Zach and I talked about this last week when you were 
doing your thing out and about. Uh, I would like to see, uh, as far as color schemes go, Right. I was thinking of the old uh, Texaco Havlin car, and I was thinking of the old uh, uh, Alan Kowicki's Hooters car would be cool yeah. to see. And uh, then I was thinking, too, that was kind of the age of the uh, smokeless tobacco cars. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. We used to have, uh, there was a Skoll Bandit. Skull. It was uh, Harry Gant. And Copenhagen. And Copenhagen was out there. Uh, Kodiak. Remember Kodiak? Kodiak. Wasn't that Steve Grissom? Yeah. yeah. Kodak was uh, the uh, was the uh, Morgan McClure car with uh, Ernie Irvin. And, I think uh, the forerunner, though, was uh, Chattanooga 2. Oh, David yeah. Pearson, Pearson had the Chattanooga 2 car. Yeah. And the I think Chew he put crew. Larry in it for a yeah. while. He, yeah. It was one of those uh, father-son deals. Yeah. Father-son deal. Yeah, but I think he was the first one to bring chewing tobacco into the smoke. Really? You don't think that there was never a beech nut car? I don't remember or a red nut. man. Was there? It had to be a red man, didn't there? I don't maybe remember. Maybe for a race or two. Maybe, maybe one of those Bush was, series. Maybe it was just because Pearson was in the car that I remember that, and I remember the Chew Crew. I thought yeah. that was kind of yeah. kind of funny. Woo, Chattanooga Chew, and then the dips. You know, the Co- Copenhagens and all that came along, and uh, turned a lot of people away from tobacco to the dip. Yeah. Yeah, little pin- Walt Garrison did his part too. A little, <laughs> put a little pinch between your cheek and gum. Real yeah. relaxing in there. Yeah, right up until you turn a little greenish and you throw up. I wonder um, if R.J. Reynolds had any involvement with those companies at all, or if they're completely know. separate. Because it seems weird that they'd let another tobacco company in. I wonder what they do to tobacco to make it a chewing tobacco as opposed to a smoking tobacco during the process. During the process of you know of, of through the when it when they from the time they pick it out of the field till they sell it out of, think, the, out of the warehouse I think they let the goats at it is that what it is yeah yeah somewhere along the line something somewhere along the line it goes from a smoking tobacco to a chewing tobacco and I'm gonna look that up you know what I've, I've been looking for a new hobby I think in 2019 <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the red man train start chewing tobaccos that's something to do. You know, I've been chewing enough the last week or so. Well, it, if memory serves, yeah, uh, and I'm not that familiar with chewing tobacco, but it's kind of moist, isn't it? Yep. All right. So a, a cigar, cigarette kind of thing yeah. is completely dry, right? So whatever. Well, I don't, but I don't think it comes out of the ground moist. You know, I, I think it comes out of the ground just like just like a regular leaf tobacco. Yeah, is. just a leaf. But somewhere in the process. That, well, like when does beef become? How do they make jerky out of beef? You know, somewhere it's in the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Know what I mean? I heard that. So, <laughs> so I don't know where that. Did we digress a bit right there? Uh, uh, okay. uh, hey, Blake Bortles is starting. Oh, I heard yeah. Blake Bortles getting the start for the Jags this week. Yep. Yeah. Watch, watch what he does. He'll go out there and go twenty-five for twenty-nine, three hundred ninety yards, and they'll go. He's our man. He's back. He just had a bad <laughs> few months. You know. Oh well. Does that happen in racing? Uh, well, I tell you what does happen in racing sometimes is when a guy is rumored to be leaving a team because haven't been getting the production and the sponsor's not happy and the team is there's a rumor out there that uh, old driver a it can get the job done so we're going to start looking for driver b to perhaps come in here next year or right. hell, maybe next month and it's amazing how quickly a, t- a driver in his car pick up speed when those rumors like that start. you know <laughs> you've seen that over the years a lot yeah you? that's a little yeah. uh yeah. additive 
Yeah. A, when you said when a guy's contract, well, nowadays, you know, it didn't, you, you didn't have to worry about contract uh, terms back in the day, but now they actually have contractual terms. So a driver's got a little more, a uh, uh, little more protection. But uh, but you still see it occasionally where if a guy's, they're thinking, well, this. He's near the end of the, the end of his uh, line, end of the line here contractually, and we might have to look elsewhere because things just ain't up to speed, literally right. and figuratively. Then all of a sudden, the guy seems pulls about twenty more horsepower out of his back pocket. <laughs> hey, look at me! Hey, y'all, watch this! I'm fast again. I'm free as a bird. Uh, uh, anyway, any cars from the early '90s you would look before we well, move on? I, I Davy Allison's car. Uh, I love that car. Texaco Haviland. Yeah, the Haviland they car. They it the Haviland car because uh, they could not, uh, because of the old deal with Unical, much like today, Sunoco, they could not have a competing gasoline company uh, on, on a car. So right. instead of the Texaco car, they called it the Haviland car because I guess Haviland was the service wing of Texaco. Right, exactly. And you can trust your car to, to the, the man, man who wears, wears a star. star. The big red Texaco star. Gotta miss the old commercials. Talk about throwback. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back to wrap up uh, this here, this uh, notch week. Here, the, the slacker week, the yawn week between Christmas and New Year's. We're uh, we're we're just uh, we're picking them up, hey, putting them down the best we can. They're racing at Daytona this week. That's right, World Karting Association. Yeah, and. You probably, I hate to put you on the spot and have you maybe draw an old man blank right here, but there's been a lot of racers who cut their teeth in karting. Oh, Jamie McMurray. All right. Tony Stewart. He's not drawing a blank. He's on a roll. Yeah. Go ahead. Brian Vickers. Brian Vickers. Oh, my yeah. God. Look at him go. Anybody else? Um, Almondinger. Almondinger. Yeah. Um, every fit of Paldy that's every ever fit. been bought, born. Emerson, Christian, and every. Uh, yeah. Avery, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, the, every time I go out there, there's a. There's a fit of Paldy? Yeah, there's a fit of Paldy. Yeah. So. Uh, and they race every year between Christmas and New Year's at the big speedway. They do. Three yeah. tr- three different tracks. Yeah. Um, the one that's the most popular is called the uh, Sprint Course, which yeah. is in the infield over by turns between turns three and four. Oh, okay. And it's like a half-mile road course. Neat. Yeah. So. Uh, and then the following week. And uh, nope. fun fact. Fun fact. About, I need one of those right now. Okay. So we're at the end of 2018, right? That's not a fun fact. All right. Well, this event is actually the ver- very first World Karting Association event for 2019. Ah. So you think it was like, oh, this is a season ender, but it's no. the opening race. So That's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. I already forgot what you said, though. <laughs> That'll be followed the following weekend by the uh, three-day test session a few weeks ahead of the Rolex 24 sports car race at Daytona. That's correct, All sir. the sports car teams will be in, and everybody that's anybody in that world will be here for a few days of testing at the big trek. The 3.56-mile tri-roval. You heard yes. it here first. We're see if we can't get that 3. off the ground. 3.56 tri-roval. Yes, the combination of the old Daytona tri-roval high banks along with its infield road course the pedro rodriguez horseshoe which is no longer called the pedro rodriguez horseshoe we don't know why they now call it the international horseshoe right then you've got the uh that other one down there in the west we out west the west horseshoe. yeah and uh and then you got the kink and you got the bus stop and you got the high banks and the, and the dog leg then that that great turn when you come when they come off the uh tri-oval 
right past the start-finish line and past pit road, and they make that hard left into the infield course. The brakes are lighting up, and it looks like they're just about to burst. Yeah, I uh, would, you know. Pop, I, pop, pop, pop in of the downshift. I stuck. would, if I was advising, yeah. somebody wanted my advice for the Rolex or the, yeah. I don't know if they're going to let people up there in the roar, but for the Rolex race, you should make a point of going over there to the grand, uh, the stadium, go to the stadium over by where turn one is, yeah. and just watch those cars as they break, yeah. because it's fascinating yeah. how how. They come they downshift. How quickly they get they're down to about sixty miles an hour. They're breaking. Yeah. The, you can well see on the infield course too. If you get down there toward the end of the fence there at the International Pedro Rodriguez Memorial Horseshoe, when they come into the infield course and they get back up to speed, but then that's a hair basically a hairpin turn there. Right, it's a horseshoe, and then they got it. They got to slow down the next to nothing, and they just and you just see the whole car just uh, buck. It just it looks like it's going to accordion from rear to front because God, how could anything slow down that fast, you know, that's that heavy and make a turn and then boop, right back up to speed again. It's fun to watch. It's a boop. fun diversion. Boop. Boop. All right. We're going to, I think, did we take a break or we're going to take a break? We're going to no, come back no, to no. green-white checkers, We're right? in green-white checkers. Are we? Yeah. Are we? How did I get lost? Because <laughs> I did Blake Bortles, and oh, that blew your mind. Off. Right. Blew your mind. All right. Any anything you want to say about Christmas reviews before we move on and play the birthday game? Well, um, you know, actually, December has been pretty newsy. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you if you go from the end of the season to yeah. now, yeah. I mean, this is this really is probably this dark is, dark thirty. This is probably the worst week for news, but mm-hmm. you had um, you know Steve Phelps saying they're definitely going. Big to, changes are afoot. You had Rick Hendrick saying uh, Jeff Gordon is going to take over Hendrick. Yeah, I don't know. Just if you, didn't say when. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, he's yeah, next he, in line. Yeah, that was a that was a, a fairly well known within the garage, but uh, had never been officially said out loud that we know of. Yeah, yeah. and then there's been all other odds and ends yeah. that have come. John through. Henry, Nashville. DC Solar having their oh, uh, yeah, office rated. Week, yeah. yeah. Oof. So, anyway, good and bad and ugly, but uh, still, it's been an amazing amount of news during since the season ended. And, yeah, we could use it. Yeah. All right, want to play the birthday game? Yeah, everything except your dog. I don't want to have to guess your dog's birthday. It, well, it's coming on. He's not. It was last week. Oh, good. It was last week, good. which might have led to his little depression. Bless his heart. <laughs> what he did? What he couldn't even trick him with food. So I'm just sitting right here. Y'all gone. All right. Saturday, uh, champion, long, retired champion, crew chief, engine builder, man about town, Waddell Wilson. Waddell. He has a birthday on Saturday. Wow. And he built engines or crew chief cars, one or the other or both, for a who's who of racing. Oh Hall my, of Fame. God. my God, he was three, unbelievable. Three Daytona 500s. Uh, I mean, Bobby Allison, Mario Andretti, for Pete's sake. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, give me a shot here. Quit playing uh, with your we, put your stick down. <laughs> <laughs> but I like playing with my new stick. Yeah. All right. Um. Gosh. Waddell. Just say a big number. Uh, 72. Not big enough. Really? Waddell is 82 years old. 82. 82? All right. Here's is another that, big number. That's here's a, a typo. Here's another big number for you. Sunday, former NASCAR champ, Daytona 500 champion, 
Fred Lorenzen. Fred the Lorenzen. Golden Boy. Uh, 2050, 75. Beautiful head of hair. 75. Yeah. Beautiful. Not, again, not big enough. You're off your game. Yeah, I know. 84. You are off your game by uh, decades today. It, You know, it's the eggnog effect. I'm sorry. All right. Well, this one is going to get a lot easier for you right here. Next Monday, uh, Ryan Blaney. He's a New Year's Eve baby, Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney? Ryan Blaney. Next oh. Monday, uh, December 31st. Uh, 23. Whoa, just just off a tad. Yeah. You're like my dog. Yeah. You're just off a bit right now. 25 for yeah. Ryan Blaney. I thought you'd nail that one. No. Here's one I bet you'll get. New Year's Day next Tuesday. Godwin Kelly. Godwin Kelly. <laughs> you'll get that one, but you don't want to say it out loud, do you? 39 and holding. Beautiful. 39 Beautiful. and holding. Here's another one you share a birthday with, and I bet you know it. Uh, from uh, one of the one of the Elliott boys from Dawsonville, Georgia, Dan Elliott's also a uh, also a New Year's baby. So he'd be sixty. Yeah, you know what? I don't know how old he is. <laughs> well, he's Bill Elliott's younger. I couldn't brother. find his age anywhere. His, no, he, I thought he was Ernie's. I thought he was the middle brother. No, he's uh, younger than Bill. I thought was like sixty three. I thought Bill. Oh yeah, he okay. he's the middle son, yeah, so he's so somewhere be, between Bill and Dan. He's, he's about sixty-five. 65. Yeah, yeah. All right, you got me. Yeah, Dan Elliott. I I couldn't find his when he was born anywhere. Nowhere. Wow. I say we drive to Dawsonville and go through courthouse records. He we'll is, do that. He's he's taking himself off the grid. I, it's a good place to do it. <laughs> All right. Anything you want to say before we? Say goodbye to well our last podcast of 2018. It was it's been a great year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I agree. It's been wonderful. It's been a great year in the, uh, the Sixth Street Studio. Yep, Studio. So a. we want to thank uh, everybody for listening. Duh, and duh, duh. I'm going to tell you what, according to uh, the company, yeah. It's we're going to get bigger and better, and we're going to be badass during speed weeks. Really, I've yeah. heard rumors. Yeah, I've heard rumors of so, some increased activity. We'll have more details later. And listen, it won't. That will not be Slack Week. There'll be plenty <laughs> to talk about. Plenty of subject matter. Yeah, can't wait. We'll be overflowing. All right. Till next time. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motormouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotormouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motormouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.